You're listening to Green Possible, where being free makes being green possible. I'm your host I, and the show starts in. Hi, well. Good morning, I. Thanks for having me on once again. Thank you for coming on, and I would like to share a story about. Our beloved roast bot. <laughs> sure, our Telegram anti-spam bot that we see everywhere on Telegram. So, uh, so when I first joined your channel, uh, and that was okay. I just you know check check out where I don't think you have group little groups yet, or at least not that I know of. So I I wrote something. Uh, as comment and and suddenly this rose, which I didn't know was a bot, and and rose just come on and and, and warned me, and I was so shocked. Um, I was not offended, but I was shocked because I didn't do anything weird. Um, so uh, now that I've been following your channel and being in your chat group for a while, I know um, rose just. Does like an initial checking. So, would you like to go into how、uh, your channel and group is organized? Because I don't think most people understand. It, sure, if they first、yeah. came on, they don't know the difference between channel and group. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion about that.、Um, you mentioned thinking Rose is an actual person, and I think everyone thinks that because it has a. The name Rose, and you see a profile of sort of a cartoon figure, and it looks kind of like a real person. And so, one thing I've done in my groups is I, I can't change the appearance of the Rose bot because it's it's not done by me. But I I did give it a little tag of anti-spam bot, so hopefully some people can see that that's what it is. And yeah, that's、uh, very I, helpful to me. Yeah, and、um, behind the scenes on my. My channels and my, you know, my chat groups. Most of the effort is in keeping spam at bay because every spammer wants to get their message in front of thousands of users, and hopefully some of them will somehow click through and take the you know, bait. Yeah, get, they'll get their money somehow. It might be an advertisement. Maybe they just want you to subscribe to another channel. Maybe they want you to, you know, invest money in their scam crypto stuff like that. And so the the vast amount of effort. In maintaining a happy, productive place to talk on Telegram is keeping the spam out, and so we we do require the use of a spam bot、uh, because most of the spam you see is not a real person. What happened is somebody wrote a script, and they probably wrote it in Python, and then they they put the script to work operating a Telegram account, and then once it's operating, it Joins a list of groups and periodically tries to post its message, and then they they、uh, multiply that. So you have one person operating a dozen accounts, maybe or or more. Who knows? And so, in order to fight that kind of automated spamming, we have to use automation automation ourselves. And unfortunately, that means that if we track spam words that are used, for example, payment. If someone, you know. Spammers will often use, "Oh yeah, I received payment from such and such. It was such a great investment." You know, words that they commonly use, we have set as spam triggers, and they'll so sometimes an innocent person will trigger those words, and their post will be deleted. And、uh, everyone uses the Rosebot a little differently. The way I have it set up is that it deletes the post, but it doesn't ban the person ever. I don't, I don't have my bots set up to ever ban it, people. Because the bots are just too inhuman to know for sure. So what happens is, someone will, you know, they'll do an innocent post.、Uh, some trigger will get hit, and they'll they'll see that warning, and the admins can go look at the original post and clear it if it was just an、uh, an innocent post. And then what happens?、Uh, and then what happens is once we once a person has posted a few times, and we can be reasonably sure they're a real person and not a spammer. What we do is we approve them so that they're immune to everything from the Rosebot from then on, and so they, at that point, it becomes very normal, and they can post links and anything they want, and it's very free after that. So, so first question is how? So, so the first time you wrote something that's 
caught by Rose. Is that one message just gone or can it be recovered when it, the- It can be viewed by admins. Um, Telegram is, has some clunky parts to it. I would love to be able to view it and then click a little restore button to restore the post. Uh-huh. I can I can view it on a channel history screen and I can oh. copy the words or I could take a picture of it, but I can't just restore the original post in with the way of the setup I'm using. Um, so that's a little inconvenient, but that inconvenience only lasts until somebody has enough posts where we can be sure that they are not a spammer or a scammer. And then we go ahead and approve them. And so they become immune to anti-spam bot actions after that. Right. And so, uh, I think you were always telling people how if if Rose said something, please just just let it go. Cause <laughs> yeah, so Rose will say, uh, unfortunately, some of the, I didn't write the Rosebot program. I, I, I have one script, one program running that I wrote personally that deals with some things that Rose can't do. Uh-huh. And, and then Rose does most of the heavy lifting because it's, it's really useful. But some of the things Rose says are, are kind of mean, you know, because it, <laughs> Rose is aimed at spammers. And I think I think it should be aimed at real users instead, just because we don't care what we say to spammers. So there's no reason to, to you know, be talk meanly because spammers, we just get rid of. Um, it should be more polite. And in some cases, I have changed the response Rose gives where I am able to. And in other, uh-huh. other cases, I'm unable to really adjust it. Like, for example, it'll give a warning, you know, and you can set the settings on rows so that when people will get three warnings, they get banned. I don't do that. Uh-huh. I have it set up so that when, if they get three warnings right in a row, it mutes them for one minute. And so if, and the only uh-huh. reason that is, is because sometimes a spammer will show up and post a bunch of, maybe they'll post a bunch of porn things or just a, start posting Ooh. a whole bunch of things, right? And uh-huh. so that is just to slow them down long enough so an admin can react and, and shut them down. But other than that, Rose doesn't have any long-term, and the way I run it in my channel, it won't do anything long-term. You can, after you get uh, warning number one, after one minute, warning number one expires, and, and and the next warning will also be called warning number one. So uh, oh, no, okay. no no record gets accrued over time because they it's, everything's set to expire and be very mild. And so the, the Rose bot itself will never do anything. And then... Um, the way I have it set up is one thing Rose does not do at all is it cannot, it, it doesn't do anything to identify a, a potential spammer when they join the group. And so I wrote my own bot that does that. And as soon as somebody joins based on certain criteria that I've identified over over months of experience of dealing with spammers is they all have certain things in common and it identifies those things. And if it, if it sort of considers it a positive, it will mute them right from the beginning. And then I get about a 5% error rate on that. So occasionally new people will join and get muted, even though they're not spam. And so every time you join, you'll see a little message appear that says, hey, you know, welcome. If you if you find yourself unable to post, go to this unmute me channel. And, and so then they go to the special channel that, that they won't be muted in and they can a- talk to a real person, a real admin. And then once an, an admin, sees that this is a real person and not uh, some kind of bot or script, then we can right, and manually I'm unmute them. The spammers won't be writing you. Very rarely. Every <laughs> once in a while, there's two kinds of spammers. You have the bots that, that are un- always unresponsive. All they ever do is auto-join a list of groups and auto-post whatever they're supposed to post. They'll never answer. And then you have sort of the real-world live person spammers, and they're generally running some kind of scam. It might be a cryptocurrency scam. It, a, a commonly, it's like a sex worker scam. We call them cupcakes mm-hmm. where um, they post, they have a, a picture in their profile of some attractive female, and then they'll, they'll try and solicit some type of you know sex chat or something like that. And so yeah. those are usually pretty easy to spot for a human, but not so much for any kind of kind of script because they are a real person and they do post real posts and they can answer captchas and stuff like that um, but they they're, they're not as common and since they're a human and we're human they can't join 
dozens of channels all all at once and post you know massive amounts of spam. So it's pretty easy to keep up with them. We see them when they join, and most of our users never see them because after you've done this for a while, it's sort of obvious. And so a uh, a cupcake will join, and before they get a chance to talk to anyone, they're already gone. But every once in a while, one post will get through. They'll say, hey, for a good time, direct message me or something like that. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty rare, though. Mostly mostly they never make it in, not my channel. Well, yeah. Maybe uh, I saw somebody. Oh, and, and in case people don't realize it yet, every channel is run differently. Yes, so this, yes, sure. the way things work in Will's channels and chat group only works this way in his channel and groups. So uh, the second thing I noticed that's very, it, it, it's not helpful to people is uh, when people, I, I don't think I ever gotten one from you, your fake, a fake you. It, it's oh yeah, there are there are a number of fake me's. Yes, plenty of my my subscribers and even me, I've had them, you know, direct really? message me. <laughs> yes, as as my as fake me, you know, oh, yeah. and and so my answer was, wow, you look really familiar. And their response was an automated, you know, it's something like, hey, are you prepared for the great reset? I really appreciate your contribution to my channel. Um, are you invested in blah 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 coin or whatever like that? You know. And um, so, yeah. Uh, other than the fact that you don't DM people, right? Not, Correct. I um, you you won't see like my channel name is William Wallace Welker, and channel names cannot DM people. My personal um, account isn't named William Wallace Welker. It's not like that. My personal account is what you know. You'll you'll everyone who's in will see it. And right. also as a benefit, I um. My account, if you're a premium subscriber to Telegram, which is you pay four bucks a month, you get a little tick mark thing by your name. Oh. And, and I, I did that for the sole purpose that that it, it differentiates my account that from from scammers. And so a scammer still could pay the four bucks and have a fake account to get the tick mark. So it's possible. I don't want you to tell you, I don't want you to think it's impossible. It's just very, very unlikely because they it's, it's often not, lose their yeah. accounts. And so they have to have disposable accounts because they're always getting banned. And so they have to get a new phone number and a new account start over. And so, you know, they, d d accounts have to be very disposable and they couldn't afford to pay four bucks each time. I, I assume so. I think that might be one of the reason why they had that, the have people pay other than, supporting them to, yeah, to keep them going. I, yeah, I, I pay for that and I, I haven't really noticed any benefit that I, I'm worried about, but I do like that that little tick mark it gives me, it, it makes it much harder to impersonate me, which I think is important. I wonder if it, it looks the same for everybody. For me, it's like a little uh, blue star. Yeah, it's like a little star with a little slice out of it, something like that. So... Do you, okay, so I'm guessing if it was a channel, it looks different, but if it's a person, well, it's usually a star. Yeah, well, a channel is not like a user account that can direct message you, but some people will, they will make their user profile exactly mirror a channel name and profile picture. So it looks like the channel is direct message, giving you a direct message. And people who are sort of new to Telegram don't realize they can never be direct messaged by a channel name and profile. And so it looks like the the real person, maybe a famous person is talking to them directly and they're like, oh my gosh, here's this trustworthy name that I, I know. And they're telling me I should invest in such and such a thing. And every once in a while people get taken, they get, you know, if they're new to Telegram, it looks like it's really legitimate and they get directed to some um uh, cryptocurrency exchange where they're talked into investing money and then they never see their money again. Right. And then to be honest and blunt <laughs> that, you know, uh, for you, at least your channel is like 9,000 people. It, it's like, and you work so hard to keep the, keep the channel clean. And you also do all the stuff that you tell people to do. Yeah, so. there's a there's a balance between 
talking about doing something and actually doing it. And so I feel like I'm behind on both. I need to work harder on, I mean, my greenhouse, it's snowing here already and it's not done. Oh no. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, so the point is how, how, can, how the heck do you have time to DM people if it's, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't direct message people. Every, every once in a while, I, I do direct message somebody, but it's never about investing in cryptocurrency Every once in a while, someone will be really confused about something on the channel, like Rose just beat him over the head and they tried to post again and Rose beat him over the head again because they keep using a word that's a spammer word and they don't realize it. And I say, okay, well, this person, they need a little help because they keep using uh, a spammer word like like payment or message or channel, you know, and so... Uh, I, I sort of give them a little encouragement and, and give them a direct message with the words that cause that, or wow. I might tell them, or, or, or maybe I'll approve them so they can post and, or they express frustration because they felt like Rose is a real person and was rude to them. And there are times I will direct message somebody and, and say something uh, helpful to help them understand what's going on with the channel and the spam war and everything like that. And, yeah, so, and by the so way, if, if anyone ever gets a direct message from me, and you think, hey, this is a little suspicious. Say, hey, uh, give me a video selfie where where I say, hey, this is this is Will Welker and you, and I and I and I say the name of whoever you are. That that's very difficult to emulate. So I will do that on request. Oh, okay. So if you're not, if you get something that looks like it's well, you you ask for proof. Yeah, ask for a video selfie. Oh, okay. And if it's me, you'll get it. And if it's a scammer, you'll never get it. <laughs> right. But it, I, I don't know, uh, probably because I am just a generally, generally a paranoid and suspicious <laughs> like of others, I guess. So when I see those things, I know exactly, like, how can you not? I don't know. It's just, It's hard for me. Ah, oh, how do I see this? Yeah, yeah, I understand I what you're tell. saying. I can tell. I can tell. It's it looks like an obvious scam, and to most of us, it is. But if you if you're new to Telegram, and you don't realize that somebody can create an exact copy of someone else's profile, even with the exact name, I've had people use my even my at username, right? And so and so instead of uh, two L's in the in the will, one of them was a capital I, and so. It looked exactly oh, the same, even though you don't it was really a check. Yeah, so it looked pretty legitimate, you know. And so wow. you, you can't if you if you've seen it enough times, it's obvious. But if you if it's the first time, you're like, oh my gosh, Will Welker is telling me I need to get prepared for the Great Reset by investing in XRP on such and such a platform, you know. And it looks sort of real, and it's you know, it, it's any one that has any kind of. Um, no notoriety at all. If you're well known at all, if you have over a thousand followers, probably you're going to get impersonated. I've seen I've seen users, uh, I've seen channel owners with like a thousand a thousand people in their channel get impersonated. And what will happen is someone will make an account just like them, and then just start direct messaging other people in the channel, and that's what happens. Yeah, I, I think someone that was asking me uh, if I was going to make a channel for Green Possible, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't it's want, a, Yeah, I don't it's a big investment people, in time. Yeah, I, I, and I don't really care. I don't really want to, even if there's admin who would love to help me, I don't want them to spend time on this. It, yeah, and it, it take, it, it's a big time investment because there's some big names out there and they've got really great information on their channel. But then when you go to the discussion, which is the chat room, because uh, Telegram is divided into channels and chat groups. And so we, you, you go to a, a, a channel and, and there's great content on the channel, but then you go to their chat room. And if they haven't spent the time, effort and and dedication to spam control, then it's a nightmare because there's all this spam, there's scams, there's off topic. Everyone wants to promote their channel, so they're forwarding all their their channels which might be might maybe it's not spam, but it's not really the point of the chat for this channel. So, you know, in, in addition to spam control, the next the next most difficult thing is topic control. And some people don't like this because they say, "Oh, well what about free speech?" And I liken it to a library because 
if you walked into a library and all the books were piled up in one pile and you said, well, I'm looking for a book on this. And the library said, well, there's the pile, you know, go look for it. Um, topic control is essential if I want to make a channel. I want people to come and say, hey, I have this bug on my lettuce. What is it? And, and how can I get rid of it? I want them to have access to garden related information. And if somebody is filling up the whole channel with pictures of, of chemtrails and political stuff that's just not related, then if I let that go, it, it multiplies. And some people get a, a little bit irritated. They'll post a cute puppy picture or a cute kitten picture. And it's like, oh, that's so harmless. That's not going to hurt anything. And it's true. It Just one won't hurt anything. It wouldn't be a problem, but, but it gets viral. And if I let one cute kitty picture uh, get posted in the garden uh, channel, other people go, oh, I have a cute kitty picture. And then someone <laughs> goes, oh, I have a whole folder full of cute kitty pictures. And pretty soon... <laughs> It's no longer a garden channel. It's a cute kitty channel. And and sometimes you'll go to a, a chat group and you, you want to ask a question about the topic and you go to the chat group and you realize nobody there is talking about that topic. It's all unrelated and there's no topic control. And so when people tell me free speech, they say, hey, I want free speech. Okay, go make your channel. I'm not trying to restrict you from making your own channel. If you want to make a channel on chemtrails, it's a good issue. I mean, it's great. I don't know a lot about it, but if you want to go post a, a whole channel about chemtrails, that's cool. Go do it. And then all the people who post in my channel, I'll send them to you. But uh, it's like a library. If you go in a library, there's there's just divided into sections. And that's that's what I've done with my multiple chat groups is try to divide them into topics that I think are the most important from my point of view. I'm sure there's plenty of you know really important things that I'm just utterly ignorant to. And that's fine. I'm, I'm human. But for what, from my perspective and from what I see, there's a lot of important political action going on out there. And I don't see a shortage of that. But what I do see a shortage of is the underlying cultural support that we need in order to have to be a self-governed people. And so part of that is social support so that you feel like you're not the only one doing it because they're always trying to gaslight us to think that, oh, you're a crazy extremist if you want to grow your own potatoes. And, and, and so you're a crazy extremist if you don't want to get the vax or whatever. And so I started off with primarily the garden channel because I thought food was the most basic need, but I've since added a bunch of other uh, chat groups, you know, one on energy, one on health, one on uh, home, home making, home production, you know, the maker's channel and uh, GMRS for local emergency communications and, and, uh, and others as well. So yeah, yeah topic really control is important. I, I really like it because, because I, I, you know, uh, I, as I've said before, uh, my, I have black thumbs and, and so I can, uh, I'm, you know, to be honest, I only go to the gardening channel to ask question when I have some. And I, it's hard yeah, too hard because that's like the biggest group. And if I it were is, to it is follow it, far, I'd yeah. go crazy. Yeah. So yeah, and and I learn more from the people in my group than I teach them because there's thousands of them and there's only one of me. And I'm not I'm not really that extraordinary at gardening. In fact, I'm probably below average. The only thing that makes me unusual is that I, I can A, garden, and B, post it on Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so it's kind of like, well, it it's, it's how do I say that? So I, I like that it's, it's by topics because one person may be interested, you know, like two, two people, they can, they are both uh, interested in in being your follower or or they're they're both your follower on your channel but they may like uh garden together like they both do and and but one is interested in energy and the other one is interested in uh, say technology then they don't have to you know uh see how what's the word like filter yeah they don't have to yes. go through all the messages to find the ones they like 
Yeah, a chat group is just it's just one stream of messages and there's just a limit to how many topics you can stack on top of each other on that a single stream of messages. But if you divide it by topic, it's it it's just like a library and that's that's what I try and do. And I'm human and my admins, God bless them because they they donate all their time. We're all humans and so sometimes some every every time somebody posts something off topic, somehow you could think that it is on topic somehow like if someone wants to post a cute cat video someone says well i have cats in my garden or look this cute cat video is in the garden i mean there's, there's always a way to somehow make it related to gardening and so it's always a, a judgment call there's no way to make a hard rule and each of my admins is going to look at it a little differently mostly their job is just to be present and act like an adult which they all do very well but it's not nothing's going to be perfect we just do our best to say hey this you know, we've got this video here. It's not really about gardening. It's more about some kind of fearful political event, which is an important issue. It's just not gardening. So, um, yeah. That, right. And, and just if you're not sure, if you're not sure, at least say some, like, say it like, you know, I have, I'm writing this, but, you know, please let me know where I should go. Kind of yeah, thing. If, if you join up and the first thing you want to do when you join is post a, is forward a post from another channel, I guarantee oh. it's not it's not even going to get through because that's what all spammers do. So if you do that, even though you're not a spammer, you're acting just like one. And so your post will never get through. It's my all my scripting is set up to deny that. So it, but if instead you post a picture of a ladybug on your on your corn and say, hey, you know, this is in my garden. Guess what? That's going to sail right through because all everything is set up to, you know, for for topic and, and spam. And so it's set up to make it easy for a real person to post real things. But occasionally, if you're new, you might accidentally step on one of the spam triggers and say, and say uh, a trigger word, which is an inconvenient and I don't like it, but it's part of what it's part of dealing with the, the massive amount of spam we have. And once you've been around for a little while, the admins will, will recognize fairly quickly that you're a real person and you'll get approved. And after that, um, and another thing I, I set up with my own personal uh, Python bot is that once you've joined, once you've been approved in one of my channels, if you join another one, uh, it will automatically approve you for that one and it won't wait for you to, to find out if you're spam or not. So wow, um, that is that's so one cool. thing. Rose has no ability to do that whatsoever. So I had to program that feature into my own bot. So I run two bots. I run uh, Rose, which uh, handles a lot of things. And then my own personal bot that I, that uh, actually what happened is I had one of my admins was is really good with Python. And uh, I, I'm pretty rusty on it, right? And so he, he wrote the beginnings of it and, and sort of helped me learn uh, and, and get into it. And as time went on, I finally was able to nearly catch up with his skill at least to the point where i could be functional and he still helps me with it from time to time but um thanks to my admins again for that so uh now that i have that running it it helps a lot in overcoming one of the primary problems with telegram and that is you know the spam issue it's a huge problem with telegram but it, with enough effort you can overcome it to a large degree so if you're new, if you're new to to uh, Will's channel, you you know, don't get offended. Just just because this is how do I say this? Because uh, this this seemingly controlled uh, behavior, it, it's yeah. more it's to it's there to provide a clean and happy place for everyone. In yeah, and, and remember, absolute free speech means all the all the spammers get to post everything they want. And since they do it in an automated fashion, uh, the spammer would outnumber real posts a hundred or a thousand to one. There would be no it would be no longer functional at all. So that absolute free speech means everyone can post. So th this is not uh, this is not uh, where free speech lies. Free speech is more in the realm of, hey, go make your own channel and say whatever you want. That's where you're going to find your free speech. You know, um, it, you, that is very uh, weird to me because when we were little, you know, like most of the world look to the you know, United States as an example of how to run a free country. 
Uh-huh. And but I'm and so the first thing remember I remember learning about the freedom part and and it's not there's always something uh like freedom is not just do whatever you want. It's freedom is to behave in a way that everybody can still be themselves and live as they want. Um, but you know, you know what I mean? And then now I'm noticing that a lot of people are using the word freedom as an excuse to do whatever, you know, how behave however they like without uh, any concern of other people. Yeah. So uh, living free, uh, you could it could mean two things. As a civilized moral society, for us, what it means is being self-governed, and and being self-governed means okay, let's uh, mutually agree on a set of laws that we all live by, and uh, and now we're in a situation where, as being a self-governed nation, our process of selecting our representatives has been hijacked probably it's it was probably hijacked a long time ago and it's just now that we're becoming aware of it. that's my opinion but um, being free for civilized people means being civilized enough to being self to be self-governed and if you have you know a, a bunch of savage uncivilized people they're not going to be self-governed it won't work they're just it's just going to be survival of the strongest and they're going to start shooting and whoever's left is going to be in charge and that's sort of a the short story of human history in a nutshell, you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, that's, uh, I know in previous uh, episode, I've men- mentioned how language seemed to be like words as being redefined re, uh, in a way that that's not good for humanity. Yes. And it's, they are, they are redefined uh, for the purposes of deception and manipulation and you know our segment of the culture has been purposely dumbed down we don't learn anything about psychological control and manipulation and mind control and i think i've said this on a previous show is that we all should study mind control because if we don't study mind control we're going to be a victim of mind control Mm -hmm. and of course we don't study that in schools but uh, back to the topic of uh telegram and and social media just because it's really big in the news is we're now witnessing the remaking of twitter and many of us are on Telegram because Twitter, you know, we call it the Great Purge. I don't know, I don't know what they call it on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, when all all of us left or got got removed, I don't know what they call it there, but we call it the Great Purge. And so Elon Musk now is taking Twitter and doing some very interesting things that are worth watching. I know some people are worried he's like going to bring about, you know, Skynet and. Um, and uh, bring about everything evil and other people think he's going to save everyone. I, I, I'm so, sort of in the middle. I, I think he's a human and not, not, I don't really, you know, people want to put it in some binary format. Oh, he's a white hat. He's a black hat. Well, I don't, I don't think in my mind, now, I don't watch, put him in. Watch either. what happens first. Watch yes. what's going on first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there's a huge chorus of people. There, there's a lot of anti Musk people. And there are some, there are certain industries that stand to lose a lot of money from him. And so I think they fund a lot of anti-Musk rhetoric. And so as humans, the best we can do is know a tree by its fruit. And I remember back when he said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make electric cars and no one believed him. He made electric cars. And then he said, I'm going to make rockets affordable and no one believed him. And and he, he did it. And you hear you hear rhetoric like, oh, well, you know, the electric batteries aren't sustainable, blah, blah, blah. Well, hey, that's that's the technology of today and 10 years is going to be vastly different for me. I would love to charge my car from the solar panels on my roof. And, and I, and I realized that we get into the, Hey, well, all that's made in China. And, and, and I agree that it's a problem, but it doesn't have to be, we could make it all here and it doesn't have to be, you know, rare minerals from harvested from Africa by China and sold to America. That's that, that's, that's a separate problem. And it is a problem, but it's not Musk's fault directly. So I, I think we need to uh, watch for the results, see what fruit this tree bears, and that's the best we can do. We can't be psychic. We can't plumb the depths of his soul. But as humans, the best we can do is watch for the results, and, and we're going to have to ignore the rhetoric because uh, it's like the needle of truth buried under a straw of mis- you know a pile of straw where each one is a, 
a piece of misinformation designed specifically to you know capture our attention so that we won't be uh, so that we won't find the actual truth. Right. So I I have that. Um, I, with new things, I always have the attitude of let's let's you know watch it for a while, see where it goes. And yeah, yeah. So the, with what Musk is talking about doing with Twitter, I I have to keep an eye on it because it, it, right now the main feature that Telegram has that keeps me there is its ability to have a good group. And where, where I have this group and they can talk to each other, it's pretty civilized. It's like a it's like a well-organized place for people to talk with each other. And, and that's more important than just listening to what I say. Because like I said, there's more information that comes from the people in my channels than comes from me. And so I see my, my primary, the primary value that I bring is I made a place where they can come and talk and not get drowned out by spam and not get, uh, you know, have, have other topics pushed so heavily that their, their words get drowned out. So if Twitter uh, comes up with that same type of system, then I, I would probably consider migrating there, but I'm going to have to wait and see if it materializes first. I, well, I do believe that in a few years, Twitter is going to be completely different. I, I could foresee uh, a, a situation where Twitter replaces other platforms like YouTube, because Musk is already talking about paying content creators, you know, like YouTube does. And uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. It's going to be long and slow. And I, I wouldn't recommend anyone jump ship. I know there's a lot of talk out there of, you know, Greg Phillips says, get off Telegram, but he didn't really say why. He, there was some mention of the Telegram app can access the IMEI number of a phone and track you. And that seems odd to me because all apps can. And I don't think yep. that's a app problem. I think it's a phone problem. And I, you it, know, it, I have a- people's lack of technology uh understanding i, I don't yeah like yeah and I, i'm not sure you know maybe he knows something more or maybe he just saw something that scared him i don't know but i well, he, the way i see well, it is it, explain 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 why and let yeah people i would decide. i would love to see an explanation so far you know i like greg phillips i i follow him on true social mm -hmm. if he if he puts something out i'm always uh, uh you know i'm I, I don't have any criticism of what he does. In fact, I, I'll have only praise for his work, uh, but I would like to know more about that. And as far as getting off, you know, not being tracked on a cell phone, I'm all for that. You know, that's a big part of our technology channel. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm uh, working with a, uh, one of our users there to start uh, to have sort of a trusted way to get to buy a degoogled phone because degoogling yeah. your own phone is sort of a pain. It is. <laughs> it's really easy to, let's say you buy a phone, you get it home, you say, okay, I'm going to de-Google it. And it turns out it's, it's not factory unlocked for, a, for a, a new operating system. And now you've paid the money from some seller and, you know, getting your money back. Maybe, maybe not. There's, uh, if someone wants to do it themselves, it's totally doable. You can, you can study a lot and you can do it and that's all cool. But it, Oh, I did it myself. And after getting two phones that were not as advertised, they showed up and they were, they were not bootloader unlocked. Yeah. After that, I said, well, heck with it. I got this buddy that does it and, and I'll just give him a few hundred bucks. And he sent me one. It was all done and it was great. And I've been using it. I've, I've been running lineage OS on this phone for almost a year now, maybe six months. And it's been totally great. Yeah. I just had a chat with someone um, and, and we're hoping to be able to help people understand uh, how to use a Google phone, yeah. uh, you know, and so it, if nothing else, it's like understanding a little bit of the technology. So you would know if you knew, if you understood how apps on a phone works, it's less likely that you would be scared when you saw that statement, like get off something, something. Yes, that's true. Yeah. For for example, I don't know. I imagine most people, if they have Telegram running on their phone, they got that app on the Google Play Store. Well, I didn't. I didn't get. I don't get any apps there ever. So, it's a different story. And technology is like fire. It is profoundly useful if you 
use it in a contained and knowledgeable way. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can burn down your forest, you know? You know, and, and it's kind of funny. I was like, okay, I don't, I just need a phone where I can carry around and not get tracked. Uh, getting tracked as in not spreading my location or something. Um, it, you know, not a smartphone. So I start looking for a dumb phone. And I'm so surprised how expensive they are. Yeah, they are. And, and they still track you. They still have GPS. Right, but they don't know who, because you don't need to, uh, and I'm still learning. I'm, there's too much information to sort through, so I'm, I'm, I'm still confused. But yeah. the, I think the point is to not have, not being forced to lock into something. Uh, yes, like and also, I think a big, a really important thing to understand right now is that by getting a de-Googled phone, it's not the end-all solution. It's not like, okay, now all the big tech problem is solved. They no longer have any access to me. That's not what, what we're doing with a de-Googled phone. What, with a de-Googled phone, it's a step in the right direction. You're learning. You're taking your first step in learning how to exist independently of the iPhone store or the Google app store. And you're learning how to find things uh, you can let's say you want to have a map. Well, you can go to other places like F-Droid and get a, an app there that will be a mapping uh, app application for you. And so right. you can still be tracked to some degree by the even if you you can turn your GPS off. But this, the the cellular company knows your rough location, but they don't know who you're talking to as much. They don't they know a lot a lot less, and everything is a lot harder for them to, to harvest your data. And and for those that don't understand why that's dangerous, just so you know what's happening, when they harvest your data, they're building a virtual copy of your mind on their server platform. Mm -hmm. And so their artificial intelligent um, operations build through, by watching all your decisions, all your actions, all your interactions, all your contact with other people, it builds a virtual you in the cloud. And then it, it knows more about you than you do about yourself. It will know what decisions you're going to make. And so it presents you with the Hegelian dialectic of choices, already knowing what you're going to choose. And, and so let's say it, you know, it wants to bend your version of reality one direction it will it will uh put before you choices and and the choice that you choose is going to just so happen to direct you just a little bit the direction they want you to be directed and this all happens um in in milliseconds because it's done by computers and these computers are practicing this they're they're basically running ai algorithms that are practicing practicing this concurrently with billions of users all at once. And so it, the, the, the best defense is to starve this computer of information about you because that's its primary method of uh, interacting with you is, is harvesting all of all the information that it, it can about you. So is this what they were calling big data? Thing. Well, big data applies to every situation where you're harvesting massive amounts of data and utilizing it for, you know, number crunching. And so I would say that this is a very specialized and advanced form of big data. Yeah. And, and also, I, I, I want to say that if you don't try, how do I say that? When you do uh, try and... and you know, make sure you keep your data as as well as you can keep your own data to yourself. You are also, um, or how how about, mm, I'm not doing this well. If you don't, you're helping them do bad things <laughs> to yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So in, in addition to, you know, if, if they're harvesting your data, besides just learning every minutia in your life, they're also utilizing you as a sort of an exercise point to then learn things about people who are like you. So um, if, you, if you do a certain sequence of choices, it can match you up with other people who have also done those sequence of choices. And then based on what those other people did next, it knows what you're gonna do next. Right. 
So um, topic like this should go into the technology groove <laughs> of, of your channel. Yeah, so, this would definitely be in technology, and technology is is it, it it fits this nicely. It's mostly about the idea of using or open source software and open source hardware, even though that's not that's barely becoming available. But it, it is just now starting to make come to market on some devices. But mostly, what we're dealing with is open source operating systems like Linux, and and for phone operating systems, there's uh, open source ones like uh, Lineage OS and some others, they, they call them ROMs. Usually if you're going to put an operating system on your phone, they call them ROM or ROM. And um, anything that has to do with, you know, freeing yourself from the grips of big tech. Right. And um, so we actually were, we wanted to just let people understand how, uh to uh behave or how bots behave and how our our uh the members should behave so uh there's other things that bots can't catch um so is there any other uh kind of a uh, etiquette uh yeah there is one thing that comes up a lot yeah and that is that is vi there's certain viral videos where someone will either do a book or a video that that makes some viral claims and i see this i see this in gardening mostly where someone says okay if you use copper tools and you use copper wires and you do this electroculture you're going to get these amazing benefits and th and they'll do a video on it it'll be these short tiktok videos usually and they'll they'll make some these claims that, that look like a great shortcut like you just you know if you put, you know, copper wires in your garden, you're just, you don't need anything else. You're going to have great results. And uh, I get these posted and because they're viral, nobody, po everyone who posts it, does, they, doesn't, they don't realize that someone else has previously posted it and it's been posted many times over, but nobody ever shows results from it. The person posting it doesn't have results. The person in the video doesn't have results. And, and so, Basically, as a viral video, it wasn't made to help people grow food. It was it was made to make their video go viral, and it worked. It looks great. It makes the video go viral. It it shows up on my channel. I delete it, and I try to provide an explana explanation. I say, hey, if you if you want to put copper antennas in your garden and show us the results, go ahead. But I don't want to give people the idea that 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 that's the the path to growing food because. I don't see any results from that. And I certainly don't see results that are good from it. I have seen pictures of these things in people's garden and I look at the stuff growing in their garden and it looks just like mine. In fact, maybe mine's better and I don't have any copper antennas in my garden. So if you, you know, if you see a viral video that shows some fantastic exotic technology for growing your garden, uh, go ahead and try it if you want, but don't, don't post that viral video unless you've tried it yourself, because otherwise you're doing people a disservice instead of providing helpful information. It's like you're standing at a fork in the path and you said, hey, I heard going down this pathway is a shortcut to getting to your destination. And you say, oh, that's great. I'll go this way. Oh, by the way, have you been down that path? Well, no, I haven't been down there, but uh, I saw this great video, you know? So that's that's another problem that I encounter sometimes and people sometimes get miffed They're like, but why would you restrict information on, you know, this valuable technology? It's like, well, if it's valuable, show me. I mean, and so what I'll say is it, you know, go ahead and, and do an experiment and make good control. Yeah, test. Yeah. And, and, and have a, a garden with copper, whatever, and then one without, and show me the results. And I don't care what they are. You can post them as long as they're your results and, and you're doing it. And so far, nobody ever does. I, and, and I've never seen any. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how, uh, especially, so uh, that's how, how do I say that? The, uh, fake news may not be malicious, but that's how things are confused how, how yeah. you know yeah if, you, if if you're providing someone information and they're going to waste their time doing that it, when they could be doing something useful like putting chicken poo on your corn and i have 15 foot corn to prove that that's a useful activity 
And yeah, so I, and for me, it'll be like remember to to water my my uh, food, <laughs> water yeah. my you know whatever I'm growing. So yeah, yeah. and so that's very. I, I I'll play the bad guy, I guess. The you have to wonder why why do you do that? You know, it, you, if you don't know. Well, they do it with the best of intentions. They they are thinking, I, I oh my gosh, that. I discovered this new way of growing food that's going to help everyone. And it just seems obvious. They grew up in the city. They've never tried growing food, or at least not very much. They have no experience to know whether that, that what they're looking at is, is baloney. And by the way, I try and be mm -hmm. open-minded. If it's There are some exotic technologies out there. For example, th there are some exper experiments that show that certain electrical static fields, electrical fields and magnetic fields do affect plant growth. And there's truth to that, but it's, it's an arcane science that you should, you should explore after you over get, get the basics of growing your own food. That's what because... I mean. Like if you're, if you, before you, and this happens to, uh, especially, uh, older people from my home country, they, they would get news and they were like, Oh, this is great information. And they start sending to everybody, but they, they can't, they, it's so hard to even just tell them, would you check this other website? Because it, there's a website that just let you know if this is fake or not. Yeah. And, and, you know, and they, they, it's very hard to get people to not just send stuff just forward. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you know it, it's all these things are, are done virally specifically to basically hack the human mind and become a, 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 a computer virus that's not spread by computers, but it's spread by humans because humans have a certain uh, vulnerability to it. And so what each of us needs to do is say, okay, I'm, I want to, let's take a moment here and be sentient, self-aware and uh, think critically for a minute before I uh, send out this information that I have no way of proving, you know? And, and so the, the key that you want to look for is, okay, one, is there proof? And two, is it provable by me? And if it fails either of those, you should uh, really uh, think twice about forwarding it because you get lots of claims. You see it a lot in the Patriot movements where they're forwarding some claim about some great thing that's going to save everyone, but there's no evidence, no proof. There's no, there's, there's no nothing. And, and what's worse is it's, it's unprovable. So you could never verify the truth or falsehood of it. If it can't be, if you can't verify or falsify it, um, then spreading it might be kind of pointless and probably counterproductive. It's a, it's a, it's like a, a, a mystical creature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. Even with people, like there's a video, uh, and I, I, uh, I, I love cilantro. And the video uh, was about, and it, I'm sure it's a helpful video to somebody because it, it's it, it, the person actually showed uh, what happens after certain days. And so I was like, oh, that's great. And, and, I, and I didn't forward it. I'm kind of like, okay, let me see if it works. And, and where I am is kind of cold. So... I tried it. I'm on my third test now. And and the first two failed. And now I just simply soak the seeds straight in the water for days and days until the, the baby leaves comes out. Huh. <laughs> and then I move it over to where there's there's still soak the root is still soaking water, but I now have a way for the leaf to to come out of the water. Um, so, you know, even with video, like, bef that's what, that's all the way I think. I want to see if it works for me yes. before I forward it. Yes. And, you know, there's lots of different kinds of cilantro. So what works for someone else in their temperature, climate, and variety of cilantro might not work for you. So um, I applaud you for doing your own tests and not giving up. And so you finally found something that worked. Yeah, I just love it so much. <laughs> I have to find a way. <laughs> but 
but it's it's the thing that uh, it's really hard to grow cilantro. You're right. Yeah, my um, method is I I put it in uh, little starting trays, and then the the bottom of the soil is soaked in water, so the 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 soil never dries out. And then I just give it you know way more time to sprout than I think it needs. So you you know lettuce I, comes up in two days, cilantro just takes a long time. I know. I I, I was so shocked that I could actually just soak it in the water. Uh, and, and it won't just, it won't, uh, disintegrate. I, I did, I forgot to water, I tried green peas and I forgot to water, to change out the water. I, I also soaked them just to see uh-huh. what, how it works. And it just kind of melted after a few days. Yeah, they'll of go rotten if you leave them in the water. Yeah. So it became, now it's like fertilizer outside for next <laughs> <Yeah>. spring. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard they're really, really good fertilizer. The the uh the beans and peas. Oh yes, and, yes they are. Yeah. Lots of nutrient locked up in those seeds. Yeah, and even so I think my dad was telling me if you grew beans I think yeah, beans. It it actually leaves really good soil behind. For... Yes, uh, beans are a legume, and so they they have a symbiotic relationship with bacteria in the soil to take nitrogen out of the atmosphere, and it actually leaves uh-huh. more nitrogen in the soil than it takes out. Okay, cool. And well, so in I... your in in all of your gardening plan, it's it's good to have legumes in there, which are beans, peas, clover, things like that. Because you can literally pull fertilizer out of the atmosphere because our atmosphere is 70% nitrogen, but plants can't use it from the air. They have to have it solidified in the soil by bacteria. And the plants, the legumes and other nitrogen-fixing plants actually feed sugar to the nitrogen-fixing bacteria so that they basically breathe in the nitrogen and chemically fix it into a solid form in the soil Mm. that's accessible to other plants. Yeah, so so that's I was thinking that once it's a little warmer, I'm gonna just throw uh, the green peas in there to see where it goes because I I'm just yeah. not good at keeping track every day. It's I I have very uh, low capacity in number of tasks I can do every day. Yeah, so. I have that problem. But yeah, if you throw <laughs> a bunch of peas and they grow. Uh, and even if you don't harvest them, if you just let them grow and then die down and till them back into the soil, anything like that, it just helps. Uh, everything you grow is going to, some of the some of the a- action that happens there is it's going to be stripping minerals from the little rocks. It's going to be harvesting uh, nitrogen from the air. And so you can build your soil mm-hmm. from nothing by just growing cover crops like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so uh, once again, we are everywhere with the topic <laughs> yep yep we so are. That's okay um a- anything you would like to add before we end today i i would just say that to the free speech you know people who are concerned about free speech keep in mind that when you go in a library it, it, that the chat rooms are like a library it's not a free speech platform uh, if you want free speech start your own channel and speak freely and that's what i did and you can too <laughs> Right. And that's, that's how uh, I had to, before I, I started the podcast, I had to uh, get myself into that mindset as well. Like I, because I am the person responsible for this podcast. Uh-huh. And I, so that gives me the, uh, I guess, I don't know if the right is the correct word, but I have the say. Yeah. Of what I want on my on my podcast. Yeah, and that's the only reason someone's going to come listen to you is if they like your what you put on your podcast. So your authority is derived from people's desire to come listen to you, and and that's it, you know. Right, and so in it's yeah. I I just hope people. It, it's very sad for me for a an immigrant to see how freedom is missed misrepresented mm-hmm. in in the United States so it's sad for me as an american also <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 
Um, we will resume our culture topic next <laughs> next time. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Okay, until next Thanks time. Thanks once again, and, and we'll, yeah, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks. This has been Green Fossible. Thank you for listening. Your host, I, signing off.